0: And don't forget me, as always, with my co-host, How are you?
1: Don't ask me about my personal life, Ryan, but <laughs> don't, ask me, don't ask, ask me how I am. How are you to
0: challenge them? Um, don't ask me how I am.
1: I, this is the best episode of the season. But this is the best season. I'm back, baby. Stomping for yeah. a new champion.
0: <laughs> no, these last, these last two weeks have been great. It's amazing what a good format will do for a season, where there's stakes and drama and people go home and there's decisions that actually matter and the storylines play out. It's amazing what that'll do for a season. It's incredible. Maybe we should try it next season.
1: Yeah. here's I'm going to say something. Please. Because uh, I look at all the questions, right, for the, the questions doc, and – I believe the, is the questions link dropped week to week in like the podcast note in the show notes.
0: I don't think so. It's a good question. I can check um like last week's post just to see. I don't think so though.
1: Yeah. Let me know. It should be just as a note, but like, but because now the only way to get the questions link is if you have it or you go to Brian's pin tweet or you already followed me and then it's in my pin tweet, but since I'm not public and I think this season has driven the most engagement with our podcast mm. based on my assessments since we used to have like a Facebook, since we were extremely available, you know, like we used right. to be way more Facebook, available to right. questions. And then I'd have to go through a thousand questions. It was like, this isn't workable, but say you hate it guys, say you're over it, but you love to hate it. That, like I'm going through like triple the questions this season, I would say mm-hmm. than we normally have.
0: Yeah, there is a fine line between love and hate. And I think for I think the last two weeks we've jumped the line back to love. Um but and I was looking at the post from last week. There is no uh, question thread link in there. So we can have that. Um well just share your thoughts with on Twitter. With it, and then follow the well link.
1: let's put the link but I more mean it as like a it's not easy to get to us and you're getting to us and and to be clear this isn't a read I love it and a lot of people are just coming and writing comments and so I don't always pull those but I'm reading them and I'm thinking about them and I'm reacting to them so love keep it. it coming it's been very exciting uh but I think like for, i I still don't stand by the season but no. I think it has <laughs> there's there's people are connecting with it for better or for worse
0: well i think that these last few weeks does do is it validates the feeling we've had during the the horrific chaos phase where it wasn't on the contestants like this the cast itself was viable it could bring a good show it was the format and the structure and everything that went along with it that was bringing everything down and now that they have a structure that is good that leads to interesting decisions, that leads to pitting people against each other, it leads to an exciting elimination and how how people come back and people going home and stakes like that, it's been very good, points to the fact that this very much was a producer structural issue, not the cast. I think this cast, if this was a theme for most of the season, this could have been a very, very fun season. Uh,
1: Agreed, agreed. Um, But hopefully we'll ride out whatever we have left, not much, uh, until the final um, I want to jump to the end just for one second. Cause we happened yeah. to discuss this yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> nope. Last week, uh, Kylan gives us a little bit of format information that I don't believe we previously had. And if we did, don't at me, don't care. But Darren Jen said, say, did Kylan just say the money was going to the top three We've been watching this whole season, assuming one winner, one prize. Is that not the case? He mentioned the top three splitting the pot. Thoughts? You catch so, this from Kylan?
0: I didn't catch it, but I do. I, I I should go back and watch the premiere because I thought first, I, I in my head, I thought there was, like, there was just a one winner, but I thought there was second and third place money that TJ said was going to happen, but there was just going to be one winner. Like there's, I thought TJ when he announced it was like playing for the pool of this amount and then second and third could also get. I don't, I don't remember exactly what was said. I know there was obviously just the one winner, but I didn't know if he specifically said it's like a winner take all prize pool.
1: I like CT reflecting on his career on the challenge home turf on YouTube. I remember it all. So last week, except for the important detail, last week you and I discussed this. And mm-hmm. we both didn't think that there they said anything, that we were led to believe it was one prize. We even made the joke unless there's like the Casey Tory, like you have to dole out the money right. prize. But it's funny that you say that now because I too had a little nugget in my head of like, is that right? Like I vaguely remember the two of us being like, well, at least they're second and third place money now. That's better. Like I had a recollection and I didn't know if it was like Mandela effect or if it was real or if it was this season or if it was U.S. So I just let it lie. Then on this episode, instead of going back to Shaq, I let it lie. Kyland says during his elimination competition, Three people are going to go home with money from the final. And if I'm in the final, I'll be one of those three. I had to go back and watch it like three times to make sure that's what he was saying. So that's what he said. So whether we knew, whether we didn't know, we know now, according to Kylan, there will be first, second, and third place money.
0: Yes. And I just went back to my notes. This is the first time my Google thread of notes has Paid off. I didn't you know, want to call Jack? it out,
1: but I was like, do you not have those notes yeah.
0: anymore? So, so, I think last time the problem was I went to check. I looked up in episode zero. I thought they would spell it on episode zero. Classic. Silly me. It, <laughs> it did not say it there. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe in episode one, TJ spelled out the rules. So I look at my notes. It does say second and third place get money too.
1: So second okay. place.
0: All confirmed. Top three people get money, but just one particular winner is crowned.
1: Which. Having that hindsight does make slightly more sense that people like Norris or, you know, uh, like Kylan would be okay kind of like going with, Kyle, with Horacio to the end, maybe getting out your number one threat isn't as important if that person is critical to you going to the final because you're like, well, maybe I'll pick up 50K, 30K, and I'll get to the final.
0: Right. Yeah, that's fair, too. But, I mean, theoretically, they're all playing for the battle for a new champion-champion title, so that kind of takes the precedent a little bit, but at least there's other money to be won.
1: But, like, yeah, well, I was going to say now we'll never know, but it's, like, could Kylan continue on without Horacio? Like, what would the loss of Horacio, undoubtedly better for Kylan's final chances, do for his chances of even getting to the final?
0: Mm -hmm. and i have a question so since we're already at the end of discussing like the elimination and stuff i know the chat we've discussed like the winners edit for the challenge many times it doesn't seem to be one normally but this season now in particular the fact that faracio and kylan are both out i've never felt more unsure about where a season was leading towards ever like i don't know who's like i could see emmanuel just like winning the season and then just like being oh okay i guess emmanuel just wins. like i have no concept of who's going to win because like you would think the people that maybe would be like the favorite-ish uh people like Jay maybe he would do all well probably but they've all gotten some bad edits so it's like who whose story is this that they're telling that
1: they're the winner of this season well I think it goes back to the first thing you said when you brought this up is like I don't think the challenge does that right or like You know, sometimes it's as a result of the format because, like, you're winning with completely different pairs than you started with. So, like, where's the Amber CT story? You know, it didn't exist. But I generally think the challenge, and it's to their credit, is not afraid to have someone win with blood on their hands or someone win who's, like, the villain that you're not happy for or Mm -hmm. someone win who's been totally silent if they're not making the most entertaining best story. Um, I don't know... I guess to reverse engineer it, I don't know how you would tell the story of the season in any sort of remotely interesting way if Kyland and Horacio aren't the brutal heroes. Now, maybe Nereus wins, but right. uh, short of her winning, which I think she demonstrates this episode that she absolutely could do, um, mm-hmm. I don't think like it's following a path, and I don't think that's inconsistent with challenge history. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's all very fair. It's just very interesting where we are. Um, I guess without having, like a CT or bananas in the mix of, like, who is the favorite to win. Like, I think no matter what combination we head to in the final, it's going to be, like, a complete coin flip as to who's going to win, regardless if it was one man versus woman, no matter what. Like, it could be anyone that, that wins this, which, which creates, like, when we get to it, a pretty exciting final, the fact that we have, like, no concept of who's going to do what. And, like, if they make it, at least interesting in the final, the things they have to do. This could be a more entertaining final. It also could be completely train wreck, depending on what to have them do. But if it's laid out how they're doing these eliminations, it could be kind of interesting.
1: I mean, if Michelle wins, is it a success still? Like, you know, in terms of, you know, she's kind of come out of this less villainized than Jay. If anything, she's getting a lot of airtime, like, complaining about jay like i'm i'm with him but like not by choice like i'm i'm a victim of jay's also so like if she wins and and the story was like she was the glue to the alliance and she had her hand in every pot and like we see this episode jay's friends are down to like the single digits and she's the one who has the relationships left to maintain and she kind of maneuvered that in one maybe maybe there's that
0: right maybe Really pretty uh, close, though. Berna, Berna was saying we're a week or two away, so counting on Berna to be accurate. we got to be closer down to 10 people now. So it so, can't be that much more time.
1: Yeah, and we have Narice, like, saying pretty solidly, like, the six people she wants to see in the final. So it does see – and I could see that six people in the final and half of them win, uh, unless you think we're definitely going with eight. It just eight? eight I, I'm, a, I just think eight's yeah. too many for this eight season. Probably-
0: I guess eight in like an in all individual finals probably too many. I guess some more thinking about how they used to do it. like obviously with like pairs and stuff, it's usually like four pairs going to a final. But I guess in the individual thing, eight probably is too many. And I don't I don't I didn't catch the coming attractions. Did they say like it's usually given any indication of like this is the last daily before the final for next week?
1: I don't think that was shown in the okay. in the preview.
0: So I would guess probably not. Because usually they do say that usually in the previous maybe we got Two more, and then the final, which would be Jesus, a 19 episode season if it's just a one episode final.
1: Which, how many people are we at right now after we're the week is three? Well, I
0: think so we're, we're at 10.
1: At, so we're at te- Well, so.
0: Because mm. I can see them switching it up, and next week it's just two people go into the elimination. Like one other person gets purged, and then they, they do a little mix up for the voting, and it's just the, the last two go in when one person comes out, and they come back with eight. Um, and then they do it again next week, and then down to six.
1: It's so hard because, like, I know we're we're pretty good at this point of, like, suspending our c- consideration about fairness unless it's, like, abject unfairness. <laughs> but, like, if you just, like, you know, flipping a coin and you're in elimination where two people go home versus one person in the same format for no reason, and then the mm-hmm. very next week one person goes home, it's just, like, to flip flop that so often and then people don't even again, people don't know, so they can't be comparing it. Like presumably people thought again, okay, three people went in, two people will come out. That probably goes into who they're willing to put in or what. But it's not that it's unfair. It is annoying. <laughs> like I'd be very annoyed yeah. if I were harassing on Kylan deer if next week it flops again, which it will, to another like only one person going out.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I that's totally agree. I mean that, like you said, it's not fair, but it's also the challenge, and it's not fair, so the whole thing's not fair.
1: It's not right, know. but it's okay. But let's go back to the top here. What did yeah. you think of the little prank? You know, I- ironic now that we know what's going to happen at the top of next week, that Kylan and Horacio concocted a little scheme to uh, make it like Kylan and uh, to make it like Horacio and Zara both went home.
0: I don't mind it because they're so far on the outs that, like, who cares what they're doing to, like, the people that all voted them in. But I just don't know what they were looking to gain. Like, were they – at first, I was like, are they going to try to hide Horacio until he just, like, shows up at the daily the next day? Like, he's going to pop out eventually. So I don't know what there was to gain from doing this. So I don't mind it because it was, like, something for them to do and they can just try to get one over on all the people that voted them in and hate them. But – I don't know what the upside was to hold back that Horacio also won when he was going to come out, I
1: don't know, a half hour later. Yeah, I think it was, a, think it was just a bit of fun. God forbid we have a little fun. I know you're not right. saying that, but, like, this season, like, whatever. And it's, like, a little bit of they don't have any control in the game. Like, we can control this. We can control information. We can kind of prank them. And then I think when Kylan says – oh, shoot, like, I didn't think, like, Narice and Olivia would be crying. Like, I thought it would just be, like, kind of, like, whoa, fun. Um, But what's interesting from, like, a storytelling perspective of the episode is it seems like an aha moment for Olivia of, like, oh, my God, Horacio really sacrificed himself for my game. I should have been working with them the whole time, and, like, I really regret it. Then she gets a second shot at it. Like, right. here's Horacio. Now you really appreciate him. They have a great little sweet moment. I love you. This was great. You're back. I'm so happy. Thank you. And then we'll we'll litigate Olivia's crimes later. But <laughs> it, it was just a very interesting opening to the episode where I thought, like, okay, now Olivia is fully in. She got a taste right. of what Horacio will do for her. She got a taste of what losing him would be like. And she's remorseful you'd think that would inform her decisions the rest of the episode.
0: Right. It was, yeah, that, that was the one thing. Is it seemed like Olivia got a full taste of life without Horacio. And it was like you said, really fully smack in the middle, like hundred percent on their side, no turning back. Now this is it. She like laid her cards or emotions on the table with how she reacted. Like she's a hundred percent with them. And then as how you know, it plays out is drastically different. But it, that was like the one thing that came out. And then it also allowed Highland to kind of just like snap at Berna for I don't think what Berta said it necessarily <laughs> it was like of all the of all of Berta's transgressions through the years, like this felt like the least of which to get someone to like start popping back at her. Where she was like upset for like she was like I'm upset for like the girls that you were potentially that Rossie was going home, but also I know I'm against you, but I could also you know have two thoughts in my head at the same time. <laughs> I was like, no, everyone hates you. <laughs>
1: I was like, okay, <laughs> that's not true. Well, first of all, I thought it was so funny. Corey, Corey and Jay are like villains in a cartoon. Like, I don't know, like Swiper and Dora the Explorer, like Plankton and SpongeBob's like, flailed again. Like, we keep putting them in. They keep coming out. And like, Berna is sort of riding both that energy of like, I wanted you to go home, but like, oh, this is so heartbreaking. We're we're friends. And, and, and in an ideal world, she's like, I can compartmentalize game and feelings. But I actually thought, kylan didn't go after her like i I thought it was sort of like if we were like let's say you and i were both in a raffle and you won like a hundred dollars and you were like oh sorry i feel bad you didn't win i'd be like well how bad do you feel you want to like give me 20 bucks like that's what i thought he was saying when she's like i feel so bad i thought it was tongue in cheek like how bad do you feel you want to join us you could vote with us you could have not voted for them i can understand right i (laughs) mean joke or it's a little nugget of truth like stop crying with us you did this you could have protected right
0: i guess so but like i feel like this was almost like a the start of it felt like uh bernard like evolving a little bit of being not so like gung-ho in her like who she's with and like very emotionless and very like stern and she was like yeah i'm against you guys but also like i felt really bad olivia and and narice were like sobbing and i was able to like empathize with them about feeling bad like yeah i know i was like a part of like sending them home but also I felt bad, but I'm glad you're back, but also I still want you out. But at the same, you know, I'm a human. I felt bad. Like that was like I felt like a growth moment from Berna. Like I don't think Berna of earlier in this season or last season or whatever would have even had that level of like realization. And here I thought she was like having a growth moment. And then they kind of got tossed back at her, which I felt bad about.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think we we often point to like alcohol being the enemy, especially on a few seasons ago. Like here I think emotions are the enemy. It's like I don't think either of them was, like, as wrong as then they both escalated it, too. Like, I didn't think she was crazy for for saying that. Also, even from, I don't think it was game, but from a game perspective, like, they could be in power tomorrow, and you want to empathize with them, or, like, you want to defend, like, the, like, we see Kyland having conversations with Berna at the top of last week over the soft stuff. Like, Burna has kind of, I think, just genuinely, not strategically put herself as, like, a moral center of, like, you can be upset about that. You can't be upset about that. Like, this is okay. Like, I can sympathize even though I voted you in. And I just think, like, Kylan definitely took the wrong approach because even if he meant it tongue-in-cheek, it's definitely not how you come at Berna. Like, even if you want to find an opening, this isn't the time. So if you're a student of the game and have a good social game, like, you wouldn't come at her like this. But overall, I think it escalated far beyond where either of them needed it to. And then we get the explanation of Berna immediately saying to Manuel, like that was misdirected anger, like I'm having shit with my mom.
0: Yeah, and it's surprising that this came up, you know, now this far in um to have Berna open up about it. I mean it was just a very sad story, obviously, like talking about her mom being sick and the fact that she's always had seemingly a very tough relationship with her. Um this was like the first human moment I feel like we've had from Berna almost the entire time she's been on the show. And even for Manuel too. Like both of them just been like very much caricatures of like who they are is like, game players on these shows. And it was nice that for each of them to get, uh, like, a human moment. I, in my head, I was like, all right, we're setting up for a burner going home or a manual going home. We're getting, like, the visibility spike of, like, their story. Um, and here we get the visibility spike of just, like, making them more sympathetic people, which I, it's good to build them up a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, not really since the, like, escalation with Big T and Mel over the, like, laughing and, like, feeling like you're not connecting in the house. Like, we really haven't gotten much, um from Berna besides like, I love Michelle, uh, right. <laughs> but I loved Emmanuel here. Like, and they're really good friends. And I love, you know, how much Berna was like, I'm so proud of your mom. And I, I love her for being there for you versus my mom and exploring her like r- residual tra- to trauma. And I was like, yeah, like my mom ruled. <laughs> like, <the next> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so sweet. He's like, Hey, I'm going to go FaceTime her right now. We're going to say hi. <laughs> like, gonna... it was like,
0: it was very sweet like, oh, Manuel okay, maybe if you do end up being the, the random winner of the season, I'll be happy for you. Okay.
1: And then, yeah, we see his adorable mom f- fishing on FaceTime. I, I loved her. This was a great yeah. little window.
0: Yeah, I love it. Good to see.
1: Okay, let's talk about the Daily, because we have 50 questions from the audience about this about the Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. We got a uh, called Edge of the Line. Uh, we're bringing back sponsors, baby. um very, cause, I mean, they first say talk about the specific shoe they're wearing for it. I was like, okay, it's good product placement. But the winner also gets $15,000 of
1: Under Armour gear.
0: Okay, let's pause
1: there. We have to pause there before what you're about to say, because we have a question addressing that directly. But speaking of the shoe, (laughs) could they have picked a challenge that had less to do with the shoe? They weren't even on their feet during the challenge. There was no part of the challenge where it was relevant to be wearing shoes. They could have. They should have been barefoot. It's a great they point. They ruined the even, shoes.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a great point. I don't know why they did it for this one. Yeah, it's a good point.
1: Strange. Sponsor the elimination and give the winner $15,000. Like, they're at least running. Right. Um, wild. Kristen says, what's a better prize? Under Armour slip speed shoes and $15,000 to spend on Under Armour swag for just one person or a feast provided by Burger King for the whole team? <laughs> I mean...
0: Look, obviously, if there's a dollar value of the Under Armour wants, it's pretty good. 50000 Under Armour stuff, you can get a good amount of stuff. But I think being part of the lore of the Burger King winner circle, I think, is a very fun group to be a part of and where an, I would love to win. So I would love to get the Burger King crown, be a part of that crew. But I think you get probably get a good amount of stuff, $50,000 for Under Armour. You know, you can get a lot of uh, training stuff.
1: Okay, this is not. I agree. I mean, fifteen thousand. They could have given fifteen hundred, and it would have been right. more than generous. <laughs> but, I mean,
0: how much are, like other over stuff? It's not like you have to spend like a thousand dollars to get one thing. It's like I don't know, like hundred bucks for this, fifty bucks for this, hundred fifty bucks. Like you can get a lot of stuff for fifteen thousand dollars.
1: Um, I'm. This is not a gotcha moment. I'm genuinely curious, and I believe that you could do it. And I, there's only one person that I can remember. And I might not even be right. It might be a false memory. Can you name the people who enjoyed the Burger King reward? Like,
0: in ever in history?
1: No, no. There's one specific one that I'm thinking of. Can you name my memory? <laughs> <Never laughs> well, because the one I always think of... Maybe was, was there more than one, like, well, what, feast? The, or, like, I
0: thought Burger King sponsored, like, the winner's dinner for, like, an entire season. Like, they would get the crown. Like, it was, uh, I think it was, like, either, like, one of the... X's that was more seasons. than just
1: one time?
0: I thought it was like every single week they was, like the Burger King, like king and queen of like the meal. Maybe I created this aberration in my head. I'm like building this up, but I thought no. They, I like, think every... you're
1: right, and I really regret even raising this. And if it was NGOG, I would cut it out so that we don't look <laughs> stupid.
0: I just but have one such one a clear memory. Like six people, right? Like six people went on like a excursion or something, and they also had Burger King waiting for them. Is that the one you're thinking of?
1: No, you're thinking of the the uh, the reward where it was. I'll say this. I have just, when I think of Burger King in the challenge, I'm very vulnerable here to even continue to be talking about (laughs) this. I picture Tony Reigns with a crown on his head, scarfing Burger King at the table of power (laughs) for like the three. So perhaps that was every single winning team that season.
0: Right. I think it was. That is
1: the image for me for Burger King on the challenge.
0: But it's so it's it feels like wrong to have it. like Burger King's been the sponsor for the challenge for such a long time now, and to bring in Under Armour, it's like uh, it's, yikes. What the hell happened? Burger King marketing team cutting their budget? I guess I don't know.
1: Okay, I have to know what this has to do with anything because I googled Burger King the challenge Tony Reigns, and several articles popped up related to drinking in public charge. Oh, because okay. it, according to TMZ, an hour later, he was in a Burger King parking lot and almost hit <laughs> another vehicle. That's devastating. Um, okay. I really just, everyone to be clear, I really regret all of this. And and now I'm thinking maybe it was bananas and it wasn't even Tony. And like. No, I I
0: remember that Tony <laughs> would think that he was like scarfing down the burgers.
1: I cannot find an image. I bad. cannot find an article. I cannot find my way out of this. <laughs>
0: I, but I know for myself, whenever they've done the Burger King, whenever it's been on an episode, I've 100% bought it within the next couple days. Like, it's been in my head, I'm like, okay, let me go spend 10 50 bucks at Burger King. I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I feel like it's been repaid by other people <laughs> based off the extra boost that they get. So they should bring it back. I'm certainly not going to the Under Armour store. It's like, oh, I have to go buy some, like, uh, training shirts, like, for Under Armour right now. I would have been buying a Whopper probably, but here we are. I believe the shoe is what they were trying to sell. <laughs> <laughs> well I, well, I would sure. that. I didn't even see it being used in a very successful way. So, you know, if they were training for like the rope, then sure, they'd, they would have bought the rope.
1: Um, wanna know something I've purchased recently related to the challenge advertising, targeted advertising. Please. Look, I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> you brought but, up. but a but a challenge a black challenge uh dad hat did arrive by mail. Um
0: is there a... a to my house. Cha- it just says the challenge on it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does just say the challenge on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty sweet. <laughs> but I don't I know surprised. how it got here or anything. I'm, like, I'm pretty confused about it. They probably sent it to me, you know? Like, they probably uh, sent it to me. <laughs> great. Love it. Okay, let's actually talk about this challenge. Please continue explaining it, if you can.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... There's a little buckle that you have to release and slide you down a rope, and you have to get as far down the rope as you can without reaching the bottom and then slipping off and falling in. Whoever gets the furthest down wins, slash whoever, if you fall in, and this is the key rule that I like to discuss, I don't really understand it. Whoever falls in the slowest goes is eliminated.
1: Yeah, so Kristen says, please discuss why it was the person who- who fell off the rope the slowest who lost and was sent home and not the person who was the fastest to fail
0: yeah so i was as i was saying i was trying to think through the reasoning and i guess what it would do it put the people who go first at a much bigger disadvantage because like for someone like james he falls in if it's whoever falls in the fastest goes in everyone else that follows can just start going very slowly and just kind of like mentally wait for like the clock to run out for however long it took James to fall in and then start going down. And then they were guaranteed to be safe. But whoever goes in the slowest, then that at least equals that out.
1: So I think the other – I agree. I think the other part is like you can still w- – wait because basically you could just not try, call check, and then it's, it doesn't matter. You never fail. I think what it's aimed at doing is – Preventing people from just waiting on the rope and then still getting to the lowest part of the rope and winning, because it's not like delaying your attempt means that you automatically won't win either. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's to try to do both. Like, if you can to do well to win, Correct. you have to go like fast. But to lose, you can't just go like you go slow. Like it's it it pushes you to quickly go, but also. Not go as quickly. Like it, 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 it makes sense. It look, like I think when he first spelled it out and the way he played it played out, I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. But I think it does. I think it does track. Like to make for full level of fairness, how they did.
1: Yeah, it had to be that way. Um, basically, if you don't want to go for it, you cannot go for it because James fell. But if you want to go for it and you fail, then you're in jeopardy to lose. And. Right. I think the failure part to me is like that the purge made it so that there's a reason to not, for not everyone to try and it's fine. I would still prefer there be a purge, but like people shouldn't be disincentivized or have like the opt out to even compete.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I guess so. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it because you're still putting yourself at risk to go in no matter what, like you could, like you're giving, you're giving up power. Like, if you're someone like, you know, like, Berna just didn't want to try, like, she could easily still have gone in based off whoever won the elimination. So, like, yes, you're not – you're trying to keep yourself from guaranteeing to not go in, but that's still a risk because you're – based off the structure of whoever's going to win from the power dynamics, you're still a possibility of going in anyway. So, you're not completely taking yourself off, like, the, the, the front level.
1: No, and that's, and that's a really good point. And Jawar says – and it says, after James falls off first, why would anyone even try? Just don't fall off and you're safe. And roll the dice with the elimination challenge, right? And, like, I think that's a good question for an Ed. Yeah. Like, I think Jay has to try, one, because he's got the skill set. And, two, he's definitely a target. I think it's harder to justify for, like, the the people we didn't see try. Like, Colleen. I mean, she ends up maybe being at risk. But, like, there are some people where i understand why they would just want to stop and right. probably should have been one of those people
0: yeah and then corey too it was like the people like in the middle-ish mm. that probably should have been the ones to be like all right i i probably should just play it safe here i think if you're you know the kyle and horacio norris crew absolutely you have to go for the win 100 and then if you're like jay on that side, and I guess probably Michelle, maybe, like people on the fringe of like the other the extreme on the other side of the alliance, you probably have to try because, you know, if the other side wins, you might be going in. But yeah, for like Ed, Corey, like they were the two people that probably were going to be safe almost no matter what. Maybe Corey could have gone in, but I feel like Ed was like almost guaranteed to kind of be in, like that middle ground no matter what. So to see him try and fail and go home is quite brutal for him at this spot. Like he coming off a couple wins. He's doing really well. If he said his social game was, like, in a pretty good spot, people were not at all targeting him. He was in, like, a good middle ground. So to go home on this one, it's got to be quite a brutal pill for him as well.
1: And even now that I'm thinking about it and we were robbed because we never got to see it, and I don't know what we'll be seeing next week, but, like, if Kylan or Horacio won, how they work through the list to even get Jay there, right, I'd have to go back and be like, well, then Michelle can never be picked which means Corey can't be picked or Berna can't be picked and a mountain well has to go last. And who's going to pick him at like, so even if you work it that way, maybe Corey is in jeopardy because like people think he will automatically pick Michelle no matter what. Whereas again, like an ed is more like you could probably Horacio and Kylan would be in a really rough spot trying to get Jay and Michelle in because of all of Michelle's connections so, or I don't even know if they'd want to get Michelle in, but they'd have to because she would pick Jay. So, like, I would almost look at Ed as like they would need Ed. Like, it would, their game would hinge on having Ed cooperate with right. them. So he really right. shouldn't have done it.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And he would have been a decent final threat probably to win. So it's, it's tough. It's a tough spot for Ed to lose on this one that feels more gimmicky than some of the other dailies. Also, it's just like really, really brutal uh, for him to, to go out here.
1: Is there, and we don't have to work through the whole thing, but, like, is there a world where even Horacio and Kylan winning, could they, I don't think they could control even to put Jay in the bottom now that I'm, like, talking this out loud. I think the best they could do is save themselves and save Norris, which is at this point, I think, survival mode, let them fight it out at the bottom, but. All right, so um,
0: let's say Horacio wins. If they were trying to get Jay at the bottom, like you said, Michelle would have to be the last pick, which probably means Corey would have to be the second to last pick. So like if they let's say Horacio wins, he picks uh, Narice, and then she picks Kylan, and um, probably then Olivia would be, honestly be picked amazingly. So let's say Olivia is like the fourth person picked. Like who does Olivia pick to save to kind of start the train? I mean
1: Mariah, save? she picked Mariah here.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's say though it's Mariah, then it's James, Then James would pick. Well, whoever Mariah, whoever Mariah helped. Tells-
1: well, that's the issue, right, is, like, I think, I think pretty much past Olivia and even arguably after this episode, who knows, even with Olivia, like, they lose the control. Like, they might cut deals with Horacio and Kyle, like, yeah, yeah, if you pick me, I'll pick whoever. But at the end of the day, like, I think once those first three are safe, Michelle and Jay still have authority over how everybody else gets picked.
0: Yeah, I would say probably the people that would end up going in without like being able to fully flush it through. I feel like Emmanuel and Berna would probably be the most vulnerable to go in, because I don't and and Colleen. I think that trio feels to me to be like the most likely to go in with with maybe a dash of Ed potentially. But I feel like he could potentially be saved. Some like I feel like Emmanuel, Berna, Colleen would be the trio that I don't know who's sticking like who's gonna stick their neck out to save them right
1: point. you'd have to you'd have to at least sway three of them to want to pick michelle to not pick michelle and right. maybe you could say colleen maybe although frankly people are telling colleen to her face she's at the bottom just screaming during the during the chain selection that like they've picked the wrong people meaning colleen should be going in so i don't i still don't think olivia and company could sway colleen so at any point like Whoever Olivia picks, whoever Mariah or James pick, I think are gonna introduce Michelle into the equation. Because I think if Berna has a choice between Colleen and Michelle, she probably picks Michelle.
0: I think so. Which the fact that this is so interesting, and I and I tweeted this, but like if anyone ever, and I think this ties to put the final death nail in, if anyone thinks ever that producers are manipulating these, like <laughs> time things to be you for whatever they want it to be, this is 1,000%, the final nail on the coffin. they are just picking whoever wins the, the, the daily. Whoever wins the daily is whoever they're saying wins the daily because there was not a chance in the world that they would rather have Jay win than Horacio and have this all play out. So this is it. It's done. There's no manipulation. There's no fakeness. Like, Jay won this. They could have easily flipped it to be Horacio. Who the hell knows who got down the rope to pass this? Like, this is, of all, like, the manipulations, this would be the easiest one to do. So no more. I'm, I'm out on producers changing the results because they want someone to win for the story. I'm out.
1: Even more than that, because I do think, I can't prove this, but I think Jay demolished such that I don't even think anybody would think that anyone won but him. That's just my sense. But why on earth, if they were, like, choosing how many people go home when, especially if next week that number changes, why on earth would you pick two people to go home on a day where you have Horacio, Kylan, and Nerese, the only three people making this a season in the elimination?
0: Yeah. The only thing that's good for next week is like a is probably almost definitely going in, but then that other spot will be kind of fun because there'll be some level of someone being left out and screwed. So at least that opens things up for next week of like you know, there's like no one there's no one else, like if Jay and Michelle land or whoever, like someone else has to get like the, the shaft. So at least there's some drama to play out with, like, the picking of the order for next week, which will be which will be fun.
1: But we have three people, four people, if you include Corey, who have already gotten the shaft from this main alliance, who then stay with that alliance, right? Corey, Emmanuel's been on the chopping block, and, and not maybe because of his alliance, but some people, you know, he was up for contention. Colleen had been voted in a jillion times by this alliance. And Ed, like, on the other hand, coin of the... Manuel thing. So like the the people who are at the bottom were identified as at the bottom earlier in the season.
0: hmm But at least here they'll be they'll be more in control of it, right? Like once it gets to like an Emmanuel or Berna or, or Colleen, like they'll have a little, if they want it, I guess, a little more say in who gets particularly saved. So that rather than just like going along with the group, like here they will have a little bit more individual say. So there there could be some Interesting fallout from that.
1: But if three people, if it does go down to three people, and and if uh, like I still feel like Jay is hanging on the technicality of like I never tried to put you in Narise. Now maybe he'll come back next week when Narise is pissed and be like, well, now I don't care, and you're automatically at the bottom. But whether Narise is like baked into the the safety or not, it's still like. Cory pickle, like, you know, whatever, like, mm-hmm. wherever it starts. I guess, yeah, the only thing would be is if Emmanuel wins and picks Berna, and Berna picks Colleen, and Colleen picks Ed, like, and then... Well, Ed's
0: well, well, gone, but
1: yeah. Or whatever, sorry, and lol. Like, All right. All right, it baby. would have to be, it would have to be like that, and even then, I think Jay's got a big enough... Control over Manuel to be like mm-hmm. pick burn and burn or pick me like it, like that's the thing if you're work if you're still working with Jay and Michelle it's hard to, to say to them but you have to be at the end because we've been at the end and if you're not working with them like on the flip side it's hard for Jay and Michelle to be like no no put us ahead of your better friends I don't know it, it'll be interesting I just think it'll only be mildly interesting
0: so for one thing we discussed last week was like would we rather them have to do like the voting right away and while i think it would be more chaotic to do it right away i think from like a tv show perspective the fact that they do have to fill like an hour and a half of content like if they took out all of this discussion going in i don't know what they do to fill like an hour and a half of, of show so i kind of like that at least they have like this big chunk of time especially this week of like sorting out what the order is going to be you have olivia obviously making her big deal something that couldn't have happened it was a spur of the moment type thing. So I do kind of, I do like that they're doing it here. Like I wish like this was a format and they had time to do it like all throughout the house. And then like they, you know, do the vote at the sand or whatever. And then like once in a while teachers like actually know we're doing it right now is like the twist. But I think for the majority of times, I do like that they have this time to flush things out and discuss it from like a TV entertainment perspective. Like we get to see these conversations, which makes it a little bit more fun than just like the pure chaos of voting it right on the spot
1: yeah, no, it's a fair point. Um, I think it's very results oriented either way. Like last week, it's like, oh, I'd want this right away because that would be the only prayer that you know the the minority alliance would have. And now it's like because it was interesting and there was unrest amongst the majority, it was good to see them talk it out and make deals. So like in a season where it's fluid and there's like, a, you know, power on both sides or people are interconnected like then i agree like this was interesting to see them work out if it's like a pogonging kind of situation then it would be boring like week to week on the chain so yeah i think i definitely agree like this week it was nice to be able to see the it all like be fleshed out yeah we have to see
0: many different iterations we could see like the notebooks come out the list the orders
1: (laughs) should it be like are you the one rules and they not get pen and paper (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, look to see them use, like, different things. Like, what, like, jelly beans are they going to use for different people? <laughs> what potato chips are they going to use for different people? You know, break, mm-hmm. use your imagination.
1: Um, one thing we didn't really talk about with the daily before we, we get more into that. Paul says, what the hell is this daily? Is it? It's wild to see people go straight home for failing at a skill. For something like this, do they get to do practice runs to get a handle on how to use the equipment and properly repel? Did you like the challenge?
0: I didn't mind it. I I it was a little fluky um I, I it would have been nice if they had some level of practice to it it seemed like james had like no idea how the thing worked when he was like i was, like pointed towards me i don't know what i'm doing like that feels a little unfortunate like I, it would be nice if they had a little bit of a practice thing i like i i would assume there's like a dream team like on survivor that like shows them how to do it i don't know they're just teachers explaining the rules and they're just like up there doing it so but, like there has to be some level of like seeing how it works to a degree i don't know if they actually get to do it themselves uh, but I, I honestly didn't mind it. You know, this is this is something I feel like they've done in the past. That I, I saw clips popping around, like they did this way back in the day. So I don't, I don't mind. Uh, I didn't mind this one.
1: Yeah, it's funny um, that we got this question from Paul because I originally thought the same thing, especially knowing Jay's a rock climber. Even before he said it, I was like, all right, this is like Jay has the skill, and it's, I'm sure it's not exactly the same equipment, whatever. But like, Jay's got a skill; he's comfortable with it. And it does seem like if people had five tries, they'd more or less get the hang of it. And that some people are just out on a fluke. But same could be said for like running on top of a, a track on a, a freight train or whatever, a truck, and like throwing hoops onto something. Like if you got a few passes at it, you'd probably get better. So I just kind of like chilled out about it in that that way. Uh but yeah, it's a bummer if, if someone like Ed just goes home because whatever, but it, it felt like as fluky or as random, or you might have a skill that helps you, you might not, as any other daily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. riveted, but no. it was like the big whatever. It,
0: was it quick. moves quick. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it
1: moved. It moved. Jay wins, Ed loses. Do you think Ed will be back? Eulogize Ed here
0: um i mean i don't need to see him back i just don't know what he necessarily brings that like a number of other like generic good competitor guys couldn't bring um i know he's now like more intertwined in this world so he's odds of coming back are a little bit higher if there's like season 40 that's a little bit more like a bigger style cast i don't see him being tossed into that but He's he's a fine person. No one's going to be like, oh, my God, Ed is on the cast. This is great. I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, my God, how is Ed not on the cast? I don't think he's on it. I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, why is Ed there? He's just there. He's just another guy. So, sure, bring him back.
1: So my gut says Ed shouldn't come back. I'd rather see a soft than Ed. Um, but, and I think they're in the same kind of, like, if we've got one spot left, maybe they're in the same pool of, like, We only need one of these people, you know, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. but I I don't, I could be totally wrong. I do feel like, and Ed's very smart. Maybe I'm just too disappointed by the opportunities Ed had that he didn't take. Like, has Ed reached his strategic ceiling on this season? And if he has, then I don't want to see him back. Because if Ed's going to come into power and just like be a sheep and make moves that are just like frustrating even if they do like buy him time surviving in the game like Ed could be like chaotic and fun there there was a a glimmer of hope right where he knows that this is going to force a stalemate and he's willing to do that like that's exciting so if we're going to get more of like the Ed who forced the stalemate then great but if this is like Ed's limit then I'm done with Ed
0: Especially because I don't think Ed is coming back next season regretting the things he did because the way he went home, it was just like a self-inflicted wound. Like, he didn't go home because the people he trusted right. screwed him over and went in. Like, he lost because he just happened to, like, not pull the rope or whatever at the right time. So I don't necessarily think he's coming in with a whole new mindset, especially based off some, like, the clips of, like, those interviews with Zach that he did. Like, I don't think he's changing his mind on anything. If anything, he might double down on it to work with, like, the stronger people even more and, not, and get even less creative. So... I don't see Ed changing his game all that much at all if he comes back for 40 or 41. And
1: maybe that's a bad thing for Ed because I do think if Ed lived to see next week, he might have gotten a rude awakening in the chain based on me trying to put him in the bottom twice when he's not even there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then just again, like we've been talking about this, but I did think it was really interesting you know, at the Jay, Michelle, Olivia, and Narice meeting, it's so unique to see people. And maybe it's not so unique. Maybe Big Brother, this happens a lot or whatever. But it just it just feels like there's this dominant alliance, but they're not aligned outside of we want to keep each other safe. They have different visions for the final. Like, when Narice says my ideal final is me, Olivia, Jay, Michelle, Kylan, and Horacio, I believe she means that. Insane, though. Like, that is jay's worst case scenario you know right like and that's such an interesting dynamic
0: yeah and it's points to why like it's you know it wasn't at first but it's taken week after week to like splinter this group because i think jay is more the mindset of like i don't really want to go against the strong i want to go against who i can beat and win and the race is like i want to go with my friends and it's fun to see like this power splinter on the back and then we see olivia kind of fluctuate back and forth every single week depending on which way the wind is blowing about where she re- like stands so like it's a fun group of power dynamics that no one really knows like some people know what they want but it very much conflicts with what other people want that they're quote unquote friends with
1: here's something and i didn't get any hate last week about defending jay but Flashing forward, Kylan says something interesting – or, sorry, Horacio says something interesting about himself and Norris and Kylan, that they're different and they're loyal. They are the three in the house who are loyal and want to play a loyal game. Might I offer <laughs> that actually, you know, Norris came in – and maybe this is, you know, the, the price you pay when you come in with a game plan, but then you see the house and you see who you actually vibe with and your game plan changes – but well, was it not Norris? Like, I get it that Norris and Michelle are both like, we're being forced to play Jay's game. But I feel like everything we were shown in the first two episodes, three episodes was like, we're all working with this group. The, this is our group. Like, these are our people. I guess my question is, who struck first? Who's disloyal? Is are Kylan Horacio and Norris the loyal players? Or are they like holding themselves kind of to a different standard because now they've decided this is their alliance and now they're sticking to it?
0: Yeah, I think the interesting piece here is Kylan because Kylan was, when the season started, was never obviously, he wasn't in like the season 38 crew. And they kind of like infiltrated them a little bit, or especially like with Nare and then connected with Horacio. And Horacio also was like, even from the jump, they were like, yeah. Like this is the season 38 crew and Horatio is like sort of with us, but we're also not sure. Like those are like the two swing pieces. And then their relationship with Jay and how that fell apart through the season and how they got much closer to Norris and how Norris got much closer to them. That, that They're like the people that broke the 38 piece apart. And I wonder if Norris and Horatio like didn't have their thing, you know, this is what Jay was so worried about. I think with Michelle, like if, if, if column stayed in, is Michelle in the narice spot of, like, splintering her relationship with Jay because of how close she's getting with someone that Jay wants nothing to do with.
1: And Kylan not only was, like, the split, the you know, not really in, like, drifting off, but then he got really close with Mel and Big T, who were working against, or, or at least the main alliance was working against. And I think that kind of also put him sort of outside of that group. So... I don't know. I just I just like don't buy the like full narrative that like Horacio and Kylan and Nerese were like the main alliance and they were loyal to each other. Like Nerese arrived with Jay as her number one and Asaf and Michelle as that outer circle and then Olivia again as like another layer and found other people she liked better and wanted to work with more. And that's valid and nobody can be mad at her for that. But I don't like the proponent of like, oh, we're the moral center, we're the we're the loyal ones. Like it's really more circumstantial. Yeah,
0: it's also very easy to claim we're the loyal ones when your group is the smallest, you never really had much power to begin with and never had to make decisions. Like if, if Kylan was like leading a larger group and he had to screw over some of the people on like the fringes, then maybe Kylan's the one not viewed as the loyal one. So it, it's it's very different when you're in the position of the underdog and smaller group to say like, oh, I'm the loyal one when you never really had to do anything specifically to be loyal.
1: Yeah, and, and Jay says that this episode, like, Olivia from the beginning was targeting Horacio. He's not working with me. He's not close with me. I'm fine with it. If I can't vote for him, but, like, it'd probably be better for all of us if he was gone. And now she's, like, flipping the script of, like, I don't want to play your game. I want to work with Horacio. Like, when they're all saying, which I think Norris should be saying, I agree with completely. Like, why is James and James and Mariah above me and my guy? It's like, well, one, your guy's the biggest threat to win and James isn't. And two, like, because you kind of tried to pull him in later. Like, Mariah snatched up James immediately and was like, this guy's going to be baked into our alliance. He's going to cut his ties with every single other person, and he will work for you and not be a threat at the end. Norris now, three-quarters of the way through the game, is like, I'd like to start protecting Horacio. And it's like, well, that doesn't really work for us. And then she's like, well, you're not playing my game now. I don't know. I just think it's a little bit too late Mm -hmm. to kind of call that.
0: Yeah. I think the funniest part for me this entire episode was Michelle, just her absolute disdain for James. Just hates him. I, his, share so, I share that.
1: I share that. It was so
0: funny. Like, James is only, is only here because of you. Sure, let it be picked, last. He can do the dirty work. Who gives a shit about James over you? It was unbelievable. Like I feel like that was like pent up hatred that she had for this guy, and she's like, I don't give a crap about him, and no one else does. He's only here because of you, and she just like unleashed on him or, or about him to Mariah, and it was I thought the funniest thing in this episode.
1: I honestly am just so tired of Mariah dragging James along, and I'm and it's making me dislike Mariah, frankly, not personally, whatever, just in the game, like. First at the bar, when she goes up to Michelle or goes up to Noreen and is like, "Yeah, Jay came up to me and James and said like we're safe and his plan is to like send like Horacio, Kylan, and Colleen, which amazing plan, insane. Um, into the into the bottom, and Noreen like is shook by that information, right. and it's like, well, first of all, it it happens to be true, but. Again, I just think people are looking for reason to, like, do what they want anyway. Like, even if Jay says that to Mariah and James, what's the alternative? That Jay goes to Mariah and James, like, yeah, sorry, it's going to be you two? Like, I don't know what, like, Narice wants Jay to say to them there. But I am just so, so tired of Mariah dragging this beast behind her who's adding nothing to the show adding nothing to the challenge. Like he's not winning. He's not in power. Mm-hmm. He's just going along with what she wants him to do, which he should be. It's like, again, that's the only reason he's there. But when Michelle has like the weight of the world on her shoulders, James and Mariah aren't even in the conversation. And Mariah's like, I just think, I just want to make sure that like James is going to be good. Like James is, dead. and it's like, shut <laughs> up, shut <laughs> up. I-, I was so annoyed by that.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, good for Mariah. She's got a little puppy dog, you know, got her vote, you know, She's got someone there who, you know, seemingly would suck in a final. I love the confessional from Mariah being like, also, yeah, like I love keeping James around because, you know, he makes me happy. And also, he, you know, he's one extra person I could beat in the final. That'd be great. Because, you know, he's got, he's a little puppy dog for her.
1: They're so boring. What a disappointing fall for Mariah, <laughs> who like was so interesting with the dynamic with her and Fessel. And then she's like dating Johnny Bananas. And even to be a, a woman who hurt Johnny Bananas is such a powerful thing. Like, I just mm-hmm. love that for her. And then just she just – uh, her only care in this game is dragging this useless guy from the U.K., not useless, useless yep. in the game. And I'm like, this is such an embarrassing look for everyone, myself included. I'm just so over it. Yep. I, I, I really empathize with Michelle.
0: Yep. And g- give me the same way I stood for for, Jane, for Jay last week, for his chaotic Aver. give me the chaoticness of Olivia over the blandness of Mariah for next season a thousand times out of a thousand, like for whatever Olivia's doing. She's adding so much more to the season than Mariah ever did. And when Jay added so much more to the season than someone like Ed did. So give me those people over them like a thousand times out of a thousand.
1: I, I, But here's a question. And is it just because James is not a threat? But like at this point, if I'm Michelle, I'm like, you know what, Mariah? We all had our boyfriends. Narice is suffering with her boyfriend. Like my boyfriend went home unfairly. Raven's gone without her boyfriend. Like you're both going in now unless you don't pick. James like get like I just you're willing to have Colleen go home like is Colleen a bigger final threat than James like like all of this like oh yeah like we're not threatened by James and we like Mariah like honestly send them both in they both deserve it
0: hmm I think Michelle would have gladly done that, but I don't think she had,
1: she had but like, the, uh, why is Mariah's one season of relationships with them that strong, like stronger than Olivia and Norris and jet. Like that's my question. And maybe it's just that Kylan and Horacio are such a big threat that we need to be putting them yeah. in every week. And maybe next week it's Mariah and James's time. It might be.
0: I mean, yeah, I think, I think the Kylan Horacio piece is more like they're just, they're just terrified of facing them in the final and probably rightfully so. And, also, and I, again, I wonder if this season was not just one winner, and it was just a man and a woman. Like, would Mariah and Michelle all have this same vind- vindictive feeling towards getting Kylan and the Horacio out? Because what does it matter to them if they're in the final? They, they you know, let Kylan Horacio win. Who cares? I, we can still get our win. So that's another thing that just makes the season worse is just having the one winner to allow Michelle and all these other girls to, like, play their own game and not have to worry about Horacio and Kylan.
1: God, I would love next week if James has to go in. That would
0: be beautiful. He hasn't been purged. i mean, can't believe that. Good for him surviving two purges. <laughs> Number one on the board to be purged next week for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. While well, I calm down, um, let's talk about Nerese because this this becomes important because it's another time where Olivia is ready to like gaslight somebody as the reason they're going oh my in. God. Oh, Nerese is like, oh, I give up. I'm ready to pack it in. I'm like just so upset. The fact that Olivia later uses this as a justification, like, well, I really wanna be here and and like Nerese doesn't even want to be here. Go home. End your friendship. I agree. I side with Nerese. Like, and that is so irritating.
0: (laughs) Olivia sucks. Oh my god. If Daris doesn't go at her so hard (laughs) at the reunion, I'll be so disappointed because there's so many things she's done. And then the conversation of all the conversations watching back if narice this one doesn't put put her over the edge especially the confessional that olivia has when she sits narice down and narice is like look olivia my infamous brother told me that you were going to be shady and i shouldn't trust you and i'm like no olivia is my girl i trust her and if you if something happens you know i'll take like that's my fault for like putting my faith in the wrong hands but i I trust her i'm 100 percent." and then to see you do this which is like very disappointing and then for olivia to give the confessional being like, I feel so hurt that the Reese was just waiting for me to screw her over, is insane, (laughs) insane, that she tried to make herself the sympathetic figure for screwing over her friend because she was warned that she would screw over her friend. What on earth? If I was the Reese, I'd be jumping through the screen at Olivia. What are you... talking about I would be fuming if I wasn't already seeing that fuming
1: (laughs) yeah it's like because I did screw you over you're still at fault because you knew I would and didn't warn me that you knew I would screw you over (laughs) like it's amazing the mental gymnastics we've seen Olivia achieve gold medal of mental gymnastics like it's she's the Simone Biles of convincing (laughs) herself that she's not done anything wrong it's
0: Unbelievable how she threw that back on her. Especially because as the Reese, I don't think the Reese even pointed out. I think TJ's the one that pointed out. This is an all-time episode for TJ as well. <laughs> TJ points out to Olivia, like, girl, she saved you last week and now you won't <laughs> even do it to her. I don't think the Reese even brought that up to her in the conversation. I think she was just too flummoxed by what the actual conversation was about because, yeah, it's like, she, the Reese was put in a horrible situation and saved you. And here you have the entire board at your disposal for Olivia it doesn't save her. Like, oh my god, the race! I'd be fuming, fuming. And if God, if I swear, if I'm the race, and Olivia even tries to give me a hug to congratulate you for like, coming back in the house, I'd be like ready to like punch her through the wall. but get the hell away from me! I, she better not even pretend to be happy that the race is back into the house next week. I, she I, cannot, she cannot. I can't, can't with her.
1: Oh. Okay. That was beautiful, and I loved every second of it. Now, let me take an unpopular side of this.
0: Believe.
1: If you're Olivia, now, now uh, agreed with everything, like, the the, the drama of it, the TJ of it all, chef's kiss, beautiful, agreed, Narisa, Narice can be mad, but not that she needs my permission. <laughs> right. However, last week was a completely different situation, right? Like, last week... It it was out of the complete, the complete hands. It was exactly as Jay intended. And Horacio is saying, do not pick me. Pick Olivia. Like, I don't think that that was actually that big of a gesture of picking Olivia. Beyond like, yeah, we're working together. I've got to pick from, I'm working with all of you equally. And Horacio is telling me he can go in and get it done and come back. Like, if anything, it's actually better for Narisa's game to send Horacio in with a better chance of coming back than Olivia. So I didn't think that that was such like a selfless beyond like compare act. And in this situation, when we see the flashback of the deal and Michelle and Mariah come to Olivia and say, you will only be safe this week if we pick you and you promise to pick Mariah. That's a deal that I'm going to take 10 out of 10 times. Now the question is, should she have blown up the re- what little remains of her relationship with Jay and Mariah and Michelle by crossing them and picking Norris? And maybe the answer is yes, based on friendship, and I'm willing to entertain that Like she should have just made a decision there and, and chosen the Horacio side. However, Horacio and Norris and Kylan are probably the three biggest threats to Olivia making money in the final. So, like, from a game perspective, if she's promised safety to just go with the chain, work with the alliance she's been working with, with the exception of, like, one week, sort of, I I think this would have been a bigger ask of Olivia than Nerese's safety last week. Does that make any sense?
0: It is a bigger leap, yes. But... I would, it's still, it's like how she goes about it, right? And how she justifies it and how she frames it. Certainly, certainly. Like she's not saying, like if she said it the way you just said it, like sure, absolutely. For Olivia, like absolutely. She should want to get Horacio and and Kylan out and even probably like Narice and like Zara. Like those are like her toughest competitors. But she's framing it as if they're doing, like the the Kylan group is doing something to her to justify this vote.
1: And well, Nereese like, wants to go home. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, that is the frustrating thing. From a game move, though, I understand it. And I also think she probably, you know, maybe she didn't have time, but absolutely should have run this by Nereese. Right? Like, they yes. should have talked about it. And have Nereese say to your face, jeopardize your game by picking me. And maybe she would say that. But as, as CT says later in Home Turf, like, mm-hmm. if your friend is asking you to choose between the final and their safety, they're not your friend. And that was interesting. And, like, I do Mm -hmm. think that's what would have been at stake here. And I don't, like, I agree the way Olivia has moved this whole game is messy as hell. She hasn't picked a side. She's worked both sides but not in a confident or strategic way, in, like, a gaslighting and emotional way. But I, I do think this would have been guaranteeing herself in the bottom next week for sure. And now she's probably going to avoid elimination to the final, unless Norris has anything to say about it. Um, But who's, who's
0: now Olivia's, like, number one? Like, that's the thing. Like, coming out of this week.
1: Well, now she's back with Jay and Michelle. Like, now she's kind of back in the line she never left. And it ended up working out because two-thirds of the people who'd be pissed at her go home. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I don't know. I could still – like, the way the the chain would go – I guess Mariah James – like, that trio, like, or that duo, one of them would pick Olivia to keep her safe. But it's tough. Like, she's not, like, fully, like, she's not, like, a number one or even, like, a number two of, like, almost anyone in the house, really. So she is a little still vulnerable. She's not, like, in the still, like, I feel like she was in a much better shape, like, three weeks ago. I still feel like now she's, like, all of a sudden a little more vulnerable to, like, get screwed over almost.
1: I don't uh, know, though, no, because, because Kylan and Horacio go home, and so they won't win because they're gone. Like all she did was show like a willingness to to waver for Horacio, who's now gone. And I don't think they view her as really a threat to win. I think she's back. I think she's back in this in a you know, with Narisa as an enemy and maybe a black mark on her record of like a willingness, you know, there's a justification to throw her in. You screwed us, now we're screwing you. So there's a reason. But I think before when she was in that little uh, block of letters that Colleen drew on a piece of paper, the inner (laughs) alliance, she was still like two or three down in the pecking order, but probably sufficient to get to the final, depending on how many people go to the final. Right. I I still think like from a personal perspective, like everything you said that is annoying about it is 100% right. Like I'm not saying this was well handled or even just definitively the right thing to do. But I, I do think from, like, a game perspective, especially if she was told Norris will be safe, now, whether she should believe that or not, if she was told the plan is you're going to get picked, you're going to pick Mariah, and do 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 will be picked, and it's just cutting Kylan and Horacio, and that's the only way the two of you can be safe otherwise you're at the mercy of you going in. I, I understand it from a game perspective. I don't like her justification of it at all. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. I'm Norese, I'm still pit. Like, I agree with everything you said.
0: And what about Jay? So Jay, as it comes out and Norese is going in, he gives the yeah, impression that he's very upset. Afterwards, he tries to apologize and be like, I didn't think this would happen. Do you, Do we buy that? did did Jay actually think that Colleen was going in and not Noreen here? Or is he trying to save face? Like, What what was your read on Jay?
1: It was annoying all episode that Jay kept being like, well, it's Michelle's choice. It's Michelle's choice. It's Michelle's choice. First of all, that would piss me off so much if I were Michelle. Like, we're working together. You're benefiting from my relationships, but when we have to screw them, you're absolving yourself from all responsibility. Like, that is so messed up and annoying. But – to say it's Michelle's choice, it's Michelle's choice, Michelle's choice, and then as theater interject and and think Berna would pick Corey after Berna told you her whole mission was to pick Colleen. So I can't imagine, I, I can believe that Jay wanted Norris to be safe, but he at least went along with a plan that in no world could end up with Norris being safe
0: yeah if i was yeah if i was doing again i would be pissed at jay too like for this like fake it to me it, if i was nervous this would feel like fake theater of trying to stay face with you like there's like in her head there's no way jay doesn't know how this is going to play out and he can pretend all of his lists and stuff were going to play out differently but jay is given the impression that he's at the epicenter of everything and so for him to feel blindsided at the end by berna like there's no way narice buys that and i Believe, like I give every impression that I wouldn't buy that either. If I was, if I was nervous.
1: you could show me a piece of paper that says then Berna picks Corey, but you're completely negating any of Berna's free will, any of her intentions, her existing relationships, and what she straight up told you to your face. It's yep. not as though Berna said to Jay, I swear, if I'm safe, I'll pick Corey. And then she betrays it. Because then we would have seen this episode from Berna's perspective of like, I'm really the the pinpoint here and I'm going to betray Jay and take a risk and make a move. We would have absolutely seen that. Even TJ's like, who did you think though? Who did you right. think would pick? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just like, I I designed it so Norese would be safe. Yeah, TJ
0: was That's great.
1: a good Jay impression. That
0: was very good. That was Very good. <laughs> DJ's <laughs> great. I don't know if it's like he he likes like a, a, the elimination just being solo with like a few people competing, or if he likes the throwback nature of like them being in a pile of sand for like the the, the 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 safety chain. But he's like getting involved in this stuff, or like he's maybe feeling delusion for being there for five months. But he's been great. He acted like Jeff Probst this week. It was a lot of fun.
1: It's also funny, like, when, and uh, jumping ahead, Narice Ner- and Horacio kiss in front of TJ, which is so embarrassing. But, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> does, does TJ know that? Like, is some, do you think he's, like, back at the house and people are like, oh, you know, like, you know who's dating? And they're like, That's a great question. Or is that a reveal in front of them?
0: <laughs> That's a great question. Next time um, we get some, like, preseason interviews with TJ, I'm definitely going to ask him, like, how much do you know that goes on at the house. So you do you know the relationships? you know like who's like fighting with each other? Do you know anything? Do you just like show up and learn it at the daily and the elimination? Or are
1: that's you not, surprised when like Kylan runs down to smooch Michelle? Is that a surprise to you? Or Mel, right. not Michelle. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it's gonna be Nerese Horassius and then Kylan at the bottom, which honestly gagged me. Like I didn't see that three coming, even if everybody else did, including Jay.
0: Yeah, it's the you know, the power trio hell of a elimination battle between the three of them. They
1: get them all down
0: there at once and, you know, TJ then drops the bomb when they get there, like two of them going home. But it's crazy that, you know, this big, like the seemingly like they had like a number group forming as of two weeks ago and outside of Ed purging himself, they've lost every single one of them from that group. Like so no one else who got home.
1: Um, we did get uh, an homage moment from Kylan where he says the group lacks creativity and whips off his shirt. Uh, yep. revealing his uniform robbie freeman i think says what we're all thinking is there a better encapsulation of kylan as being annoying? oh not that but just the the reference i don't think it means he's annoying but is there a better encapsulation of kylan being annoying than him complaining that people are being unoriginal and then stealing a 20 year old bit from ayana i don't know if it's annoying but i definitely you know was thinking i slept in my uniform because i wanted to win today vibes
0: right yeah no I, and i appreciate it i don't think like i like you know he was trying to give it the like an homage i don't think he was pretending this was like his original idea you know some people there probably didn't know what he was talking about but <laughs> for the people watching at home um uh, I, I i was i was appreciative i like that stuff so i'm good with it
1: it's also just again it's like well why did he do the fake out with with, uh, Horacio. it's, like, when you have no power, I feel like we do see a lot of people just, it's, like, people throwing themselves in when they know they're gonna go in. It's, like, well, I'm yeah. gonna do a little fun bit, I'm gonna take some of my power back, I was wearing my uniform, I'm not even upset by this, like... Right, right. Good for him. Good for him. Um, okay, we already talked about the brother information reveal, um... At the elimination, uh, I think we got what we expected, and we were cool with, which is like the same format but different puzzles.
0: Yeah, pretty much a very similar format from last week. So that seems to be what the these eliminations are going to be: three checkpoint stages or whatever with various different puzzles or, you know, carnival type things. Here, like the balancing of the stacks. They had like another tangram puzzle, things like that. So these these are good, you know, style eliminations. Pretty dramatic. Um, to see how it would play out, Kylan got really stuck on the one like bird looking 10 gram puzzle. He was stuck there basically the entire time. Uh, but it was a pretty good battle. And the see Reese I mean, I mean all time win, all time win to see Reese knock out both Kylan and Horacio in one fell swoop. Dominated Kylan, was a little close with Horacio, but seemingly won by a pretty decent margin over him, too. So just an it, it, incredible, incredible showing from Nerisse.
1: No equations, straight up, very legitimate puzzles, you know, giving a little bit of survivor with the balancing the puzzle at the end of it. Like, I liked all of these checkpoints, and Norris absolutely effing dominated. It's the most excitement I've ever had for any of the eliminations this season and made me actually optimistic about the final, because, you know, last week we were down on the possibility of a final being interesting. Um, For Norris to completely shut out, and it wasn't close, Uh, The two of the biggest competitors with experience who came in knowing now maybe Horacio told her what it would be but like they ran this they've run this course before they did the mud they did the wall like all of those physical things were the same absolutely shook I loved watching Norris dominate and I'm going to love watching her come back scorned as hell
0: the very funny thing, though, going into when Dirty uh, shows up next week, because the prank that Horacio and Kylan yes
1: <laughs> they're not going to
0: believe that it's just her. They're gonna be like, OK, Dirty, sure, sure, it's just you. Where's Kylan? Where's Horacio? Who else is coming back? They're like, not going to believe her for like I don't, at least a couple hours, unless she like, really puts on the waterworks that people do believe her. But it's going to be very funny when she just walks in and no one else believes that it's just her coming back.
1: You can wait up all night for them. I, I love it. The only thing I'm sour about, right, and I'll be sour if Jay wins the season because of it, is just like, and again, it's it's not right, but it's okay. It's fair. It, he played fair and square. He had people go in, and he came in with social connections, which you're allowed to have, and uh, absolutely dominated, put them in every single time, and they finally went home. Like, not every single time, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. I hate that Norris went yep. in sent her two closest allies home, who also happen to be some of the biggest threats to win the final. And Jay is going to be laughing all the way to the bank. And like that just, that's the name of the game, but mm-hmm. that sucks.
0: <laughs> we need the prayer circle next week. Norris wins the daily. I don't know where the, the chain circle goes from there. Like I'm sure Jay and Michelle find a way to keep themselves safe, but that's the prayer circle we need. We need some fun. Norris win the daily. Let's get something cooking
1: um let's eulogize Horacio and Kylan here uh Nikki says I came into the season excited about Horacio because I think he just had bad luck in his previous season and then I cooled on him believing him to have no personality adding nothing to the show but by the end his trio with Norris and Kylan was very endearing to me enough that I wanted to see him back in another season with those two specifically what are your final thoughts on Horacio as a tv personality
0: as like a TV personality, he's like a C probably. I think it's just more like the things that happen around him because of him that adds to it. Like I think he just comes in with such a a physical presence that people are afraid of that adds interesting situations to it. So and he's just such a likable guy. Like there's nothing. He he just says everything so perfectly almost all the the time. I'll say almost all the time because I can't say all the time. But (laughs) he just seems just like such an awesome dude that you just want to see things go well for him um so he's an easy easy person to root for so absolutely i want to see him back not because again he's not necessarily bringing a lot of like a plus situations to it but i think he's established himself as someone that would now the season would feel a little lacking if his name wasn't attached to it so sort of like how it felt like with like a uh, emily strong back in the day like they're like someone like of that physical status it just adds to the credence of whoever might win that season if they have to get past Horacio to do it.
1: Yeah. I think uh, there was a time in the season where I was like, I'm donezo with Horacio, but I think his connection with the and Kyland really buoyed him. Like, I think that kind of saved the season and he was definitely a part of that. Um, and I think his relationships with them, people more willing to kind of step out, mix it up, be social, be drama. Like, that kind of like justifies almost in the same way as like Casey, like Casey's not in the mix on her own, but she's got connections with people who are going to be in that mix, Nani, Tori. So I, I think like he lost me. I agree with Nikki. Like he lost me this season and then I was found.
0: Yeah. And the for me is probably like, has to be at the top of the board of people I want to see back. I thought he brought so much to the season in a fun way. Um, he was a good like underdog to root for. I think he'd be even more fun coming back if he got himself in a position of power and see how he handles himself as like the favorite in or the top dog in a larger alliance. I think that would be a lot of fun. So I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely want to see Kylan come back. And I think, I mean, if T.J. has anything to say about it, like he'll absolutely be back. T.J. loves Kylan. So uh, I would love to see Kylan make a return appearance. Absolutely.
1: Oh, I don't even think it's necessary to discuss. Like, Horacio yeah. and Kylan both probably most like, not probably, 100% most likely to return. And I'll include all the veterans who just came through. <laughs> I know they're turning <laughs> Like, Like, they're one, they will be back. Like, they will be 1000% yeah. back unless they decline, which I don't see either of them doing. So it's yeah. as much of a lock as anything else.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, due to time constraints, Brian.
0: Yeah.
1: What would you say if we invited everybody to watch Challenge Home Turf with CT on YouTube? Mm-hmm and then we push discussing it until next week <laughs>
0: sure that's fine in case people didn't watch it people not have known about it um uh, yeah on youtube not on paramount plus i don't know why it's not there it should be there it's on youtube it was 40-ish minutes look behind the curtain of ct very very enjoyable i give it my full recommendation to watch very easy i can't say the same for whoever they do next but definitely watch the CT one
1: yeah i'll say this i texted brian and said oh my god 41 minutes like what is this my sim streamer that i like like i'm not watching this Mm -hmm. and then uh, like i would have watched three hours like i it wasn't (laughs) enough time not enough time
0: it it honestly wasn't enough time i could have used more it was great um it was all because because of ct it was almost like a walk behind the curtain of just like the challenge in general because he's on like all the time so it was like took by on different se- curtain of different seasons and obviously his his history with the show and everything. So it was a very, very good peak uh, by the curtain to see, uh, if he, especially if like you're a newer fan of the show and like maybe you also know the only one from like the Traders or a couple other seasons, like it's a fun, like look back to see like where CT was and now like the lovable goofball that he's become a lot, a lot of people. So very good watch.
1: Um, One funny tweet from Norris before we go cause then I got to jump and I know you probably do too, Um, but it just made me laugh. Uh, she said, let's not send hate to Mariah because this isn't about her. Today is about Olivia being a shitty ass friend. Me and Mariah have been good. So I only, I could say something. She's been forgiven a while ago. I love that girl. I was just a little upset. I'm sorry. So it's like, please don't send hate to this person. Please send hate to this person.
0: <laughs> I think that is a perfect note to add on because Olivia sucks and that's great.
1: All right. Well, I'm not. No, 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 no. Don't <laughs> no, say hate.
0: <laughs> hate. Don't
1: hate. I said. think Olivia made a good game move. <laughs> I
0: think I'm here. Don't say I think Olivia hasn't tweeted in the last couple of weeks. So I think she's shielded herself from uh, a lot of the stuff. So probably a smart move. Don't say hate, though. Don't do it. It's not smart. It's not nice. Don't do it. Um, that's episode 16. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at Brian underscore. They can uh, follow you.
1: You can't. we'll be
0: back next week for episode 17 as this season gets a driver's license um until next time have a good one